What's going on family? Let's talk about something that's been buzzing in the tech world, AI safety and security. How do you feel about the rapid advancements in AI and the potential risk that it brings? Have you heard of the stories about AI being tricked? It's a real concern, but fear not because there's a real solution, AI Red Teaming. You see, AI Red Teaming is all about stress testing. You see, AI models and deployments to prevent unauthorized access and data leaks. It's about ensuring that your AI can't be tricked into providing information beyond its intended use. And guess what? You don't have to do it alone. My friends over at HackerOne has a community of over 750 active hackers specializing in AI security testing. You see, in a recent engagement, just 18 hackers identified over 100 valid findings in just two weeks. That's the power of ethical hackers. Wow. So if you want to ensure the safety and security of your AI deployments, look no further. Head over to HackerOne.com and explore their AI red teaming services. With strategic flexibility, rapid deployment, and a hybrid talent strategy, HackerOne has everyone, everything you need to safeguard your AI. Don't let AI keep you up at night. Visit HackerOne.com today and rest easy knowing that your AI is in safe hands. Is that my law firm that I started, that uh-huh. virtual law firm yeah. that people made fun of is number 37 out of, of 28,000 trademark law firms in the country. That makes me proud. What's happening? No cap. We about to get a play. Pull up to the table. Let's go. Yo, so in today's day and time, man, I, I say this often, right? That the number one rising entrepreneur is a black woman. And anytime I can meet a black woman that is really doing something um, impactful, powerful, impacting the community, changing the community, and representing for not just all uh, people, but for minority people, and then even going back to all people, I want to invite. I want to invite them to the show. And so I've been following this young lady, and Ashley. She's definitely young, but I'm gonna let her reveal her age because when she told me her age, I literally asked her makeup artist who's here with her, and I said, "I need to know her. I need to know the truth. I need, I need to see ID." Uh, because when I first saw this young lady, I was like, "Yo, listen, this is this is great. She's young and doing it like this." You know, and um, she kind of threw me off guard today, ladies and gentlemen. But you'll see here in a little bit. Her name is Rosina Pierce, um, uh, who's an attorney. And we're going to dive more into this. And so I definitely want you all to really pay attention to this, because what this young woman has built um, and what she's building, what she's doing with her life is impactful when it comes to um, woman entrepreneurship. So we're going to dive into that conversation today. You know, we're going to dive into a little bit of some other stuff today, too. But before we get to that content, y'all, real quick, I want to thank one of today's sponsors, my friends over at Church Hill Mortgage. Uh, the interest rate just went up here recently again, but Church Hill is still offering the lowest interest rate in the United States of America. And what I love about Church Hill is they, they, they partner with me because they love people and they want to help you get into the solid until a solid interest rate, which is low. They're also going to give you an extra $5,000 to go towards um, your um, earnest money. So that way, if they give you a guaranteed approval, and let's say for any reason you got to back out of it, your seller, uh, whenever you pick out a house, will still keep that $5,000 because they believe in pretty much saying, hey, you know what? If we give you a certified pre-approval, then you're guaranteed. We're going to walk you throughout the whole process and they're quick. And so if you're looking to getting into a home today, tomorrow, within the next six to 12 months, I want you to check out my friends over at Churchill. You can go to anthonyoneal.com forward slash Churchill. They're a rock with you. If you have no credit to maybe bad credit um, and you're trying to get out of debt, Churchill Mortgage operates out of a manual underwriting process. So it's not a computer that approves you. It's actually a live human being who approves you. And so they're the best in the industry. They financed all of my homes and my rental properties. So go check them out over at anthonyoneal.com forward slash church hill. Uh, but within the last two years, man, there have been over a little bit over um, close to 15,000 businesses that were started. Out of those 15,000 businesses that was registered, uh, close to about 9,000 of them were incorporated by a woman. 
out of the 9,000, close to 7,000 of them were actual black ladies. And I said, well, look at God. So I have the author herself of the book, Trademark Manifesto. Uh, she is known by the biz lawyer in the building today. What's going on, sis? Everything. What's everything's going on? <laughs> everything. What's one thing that's going on? What's a good thing that's going on in your life? Um, a great thing that is going on is that I'm here with you today. Yo, listen. To talk about this amazing thing and share with your audience about how we can help them. Yeah, yeah, let's do that. Let's do that. So let's start it off. You know, mm -hmm. right now as a minority woman, mm -hmm. right, you have a business. And when I was doing the research, you know, and really found out that like young ladies in the minority space are really branching out and starting their own business, whether it's in hair, whether it's mm -hmm. in law, whether it's in whatever, whatever that is. Yeah. I, I'm curious, what made you want to become an entrepreneur as a minority woman? You know, it's really crazy because I call myself and I'm happy to admit I'm an accidental entrepreneur ah. because, um, you know, I went to law school and I have three kids. Okay. And at the time when I finished law school, I had those same three kids. And um I actually started studying for the bar exam when my baby girl was three months old, mm. took the bar. At the time, my son was 11 and my daughter was seven. Mm. So I took the bar exam in February and I didn't get the results to April 1st. And so between that time, that March, that was the first time ever that I got to sit at home and watch my kids come home from school because I had always worked and went to school. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, oh, my God, I really love this, right? And rem I wanted to be a lawyer since I was five years old, right? Really? Yeah, but I became a mother, you know, at a young age, too. And I was just like, I was conflicted. So April 1st, I found out I passed the bar on the first time <laughs> with those three kids at home. Right. And I was very excited, but I was like, where do I go from here, God? Mm. You know, and I believe that March 2013 it allowed me time to just sit and be still and like reflect, right? And so I say God makes no mistakes because when you pass the bar in Illinois, you have to take a professional responsibility course before you're sworn in to get your license. And the professional responsibility course was taught by the professor of the lawsuit who taught lawyers how to start their own business. Wow. And so it was during lunch that I was telling him, I was like, you know, I'm very conflicted because I have these three kids at home. I, you know, I'm happy. I passed the bar, but I thought I was supposed to go work for a big law firm where I can make 160000 a year or a big corporation because I always knew I wanted to do intellectual property law. In fact, I had a certificate in intellectual property law from the law school. So what is intellectual property law real quick? So, so people who are watching. Can yeah. So intellectual property law, um, it reflects back to owner assets of, you know, creation. So like a patent is intellectual property, which protects inventions, yeah. um, a copyright, which protects creative experience expressions fixed into a tangible medium. Okay. And then we have a trade secret, which that's the only type of intellectual property you don't register with the government because it's an actual secret. So you keep it a secret, keep, okay. like the Coca-Cola formula or KFC chicken recipe. Oh, yeah. so like recipes. Yeah, but it's it could be very valuable, right? Um, and then trademarks, right? So I knew I wanted to do trademarks. So a trademark is a source identifier for consumers to relate back to where product or service come from. Okay. So that can be a name like Nike or okay. a swoosh symbol, okay. like the logo. Yeah. Um, it can be um, a slogan, like just do it. Mm -hmm. um, but also, too, not a lot of people know it can be a sound. So that's mm -hmm. like a, that's what intellectual property okay. is in okay. a nutshell, right? right. So um, for that, I thought I had to work for a big corporation in order to do well for myself, right? Or either work for a big law firm that represented those big corporations. Mm -hmm. And so that professor, going back to that day, I was telling him, I was like, you know, I really enjoy being at home with my kids that month. For And he was like, well, you can start your own business. Mm -hmm. And that was the very first time somebody ever told me that. And I'm out of law school, and I was like, no, I ain't thinking about because. My mind, I'm thinking about all the solo lawyers that I knew at the time. They were overworked, underpaid, like just looked like they were stressed out every time you see them in court and that type of thing. And I was just like, I don't want that type of life. And he was like, you know, what do you want to do? I said, I want to do intellectual property law. And he said, you'll go a long way serving the underserved. And I said, oh, no, I don't want to do criminal law. I don't want to do family law. Like I didn't <laughs> I didn't 
seen a lot of that growing up right. on the west side of Chicago. And he was like, no, who's underserved in the practice area that you want to practice in? Ooh. And I said, small business owners? Yeah. He said, you'll go a long way serving the underserved. And I, I feel like that was nothing but a message from God because what reflecting back, you know, and seven years later in 2020, I realized in that moment, thinking back to that conversation, um, I th- I had one plan, but God had a bigger plan mm-hmm. for me, right? Mm-hmm. And he's so grateful and rewarding mm-hmm. because in that moment, that's when I started hitting like my first six-figure months, right? And so I'm like, oh, my God, I was looking to work at these jobs because they pay 160000 a year. Right. And I'm making that in a month, month. now. Yeah, yeah. This is nothing but God's plan, right? right? Because I didn't think about becoming an entrepreneur until that seed was planted that day in 2013. <sighs> I know that's a long answer <laughs> to a short question, but but no, that's as 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 rich, you know mm. what I'm saying? Because I think some people start off the journey like I'm going to be an entrepreneur, yeah. And you was like, hey, I I want to be a lawyer, yeah. But then. God positions you in a place where it's like, hey, you're going to be a lawyer, but then you're going to also be this as well. Yes. And and now you've become a lawyer that is, you're not a stay-at-home mom, but you're a mom that you have the options to where you can be at home when you whenever you want to be at home. So what ended up happening was I started a virtual law practice. That's, that's so you started virtually. I started first. a virtual law practice. Wow. So I went downtown Chicago, um, got my law office, and at the time it was the Sears Tower, and now it's called the Willis Tower. It was on mm. the 82nd floor. And I am very afraid of height. <laughs> and so you used to have to take two elevators and an escalator to get up to my office. I was like... And you could go up there and you could feel like the building swaying. I was mm-hmm. like, I'm going to stay at home. Y'all just send my mail there and then y'all mail me my mail. <laughs> and so, um, and I remember people like frowning upon me when I would tell them. A lot of lawyers, like, I'm like, I work from home. Like, I, my firm, you know, it's a virtual law practice and they shined upon it. But what ended up happening was, I was able to hire more females that looked like me, mm. that was in the legal field, that mm. had babies at home. Mm. And it became, it was just like, and it took some time for me to really understand what I was in the midst of. Mm-hmm. And so when March 2020 came, which was COVID and the yep. pandemic, yep. it didn't shake us any. None. None. Because we had, our God had already prepared us. Okay. For what we needed to be in in order to get to where we had to go because we were already a virtual firm. Like when everybody was shutting down and closing down things, we were like, Y'all were already it was virtual. just another Everyone day was for trying us. trying to transition exactly. into virtual business. Exactly. And so your virtual firm that you started, what kind of firm do you have now? So um, when I first started out, I was a business attorney, and this should be helpful for some entrepreneurs. Okay. So I did contract law. I did real estate law. I did business formation. I represented some um, entertainers, right? A little bit of everything. And I had a conversation with God. I talked to him a lot, as you can see. Hey, I'm mad at that. (laughs) I talked to him a lot. In December, I moved to Atlanta. So I was in Chicago. So I moved to Atlanta in 2017. And it's so crazy. I remember moving to Atlanta and my bank account was exhausted. Like my daddy, we had two U-Haul trucks. My daddy drove us down there because he was used to driving from Chicago to Florida. Mm-hmm. And he kept stopping. I'm like, Daddy, do we really need more gas? He like, yes, we need. And I'm just looking at my bank account, just go down, down, down or whatever. But basically, um, I remember we moved down July 2017. And the first two weeks, my parents had to send me money. So I could feed my kids. Right. And so um, by the end of 2018, things had got better um, for the business, but I was tired. Mm. I was burnt out Mm. and I was underpaid still. Mm. And I made probably in 2018 about 250,000 at the time. Mm -hmm. And at the time, um, I was just like, you know what? It got to be a better way. Yeah, yeah. And I have these contracts. I might have six contracts on my desk, but I love trademarks. I have 12 trademark applications to file. I'm filing those 12 first, mm-hmm. and then I'll deal with these contracts later. And so something just said, just do only trademarks. Got and it. I was like, 
but wait a minute, if I do only trademarks, I'm going to miss the money from here. And I heard him so clear. He said, just do only trademarks. Mm. And it was kind of like, you ever seen that meme where the little girl is there with the little teddy bear and God has the big teddy bear behind his back and she just got to give up the little one so she could get to the big one? Absolutely. And so I was just like, okay, I'm going to do only trademarks and I'm going to niche my firm down to where we only do trademark law and that's it. 2019. And so 2019 came and I'm going to tell you the devil tested me because I love me some Angela Simmons and she's a Virgo like me. Okay. And me and Angela, we had been DMing casually through 2018, but never was she reached out to me. And so I think like in February 2019, she DM me and was like, hey, can I can you help me with this legal service? But it wasn't trademarks. Oh, let me oh. tell you, I didn't respond to the DM for like two days. I had to oh, go pray about it. Like, no. But you know, what? I ended up telling her no. I was like, no. Um, I'm going to refer you to one of my friends in New York. You know, she's a great attorney. She can do that. Because I I knew that I had to stay on my assignment, right? And so, um, but eventually she became my client like a year later for trademarks. But what ended up happening was, like I said, I was overworked and tired. But when I niched down to one practice area, I was able to build a system Mm. Right. And now I'm hiring teams. And now instead of making, you know, barely six figures, the firm did over seven figures within a year. Wow. Just from niching down. And I thought I was going to lose, but we actually gained. Yeah. 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 And and you gained because you found your people. You you found who you needed to serve and you accept you accepted. A lot of people think that. Uh, entrepreneurship is not a calling, mm. you know, and I do believe that our calling is entrepreneurship. Yeah. Um, because if we focus on serving the people and focus on the things that's the gifts that's on the inside of us, mm-hmm. then that produces income because yeah. we're being good stewards of it, right? Yeah. So it's like, you know, when you accept your calling, yeah, and such you're you're such a spiritual person. For those of y'all watching this as well, I feel as if when we accept that assignment over our life. God then rewards us with more because now he can trust us with the assignment and the rewards of what that assignment brings. Yeah. And one of my um, sales coach, Linda Clemens, um, she she talks about calling out your Lazarus. Like Jesus, mm. he called out to Lazarus. He said his name, mm. right? So when you niche down as an entrepreneur, you're able to talk directly Direct- to yeah. your clients yeah. that need you, right? Mm-hmm. My marketing became so much easier. When I, because now I'm not confusing people when yeah. they, they look at me now. Oh, she's a trademark. Anytime somebody say trademarks, yeah. I need everybody to say the biz lawyer. You right, get what right, I'm saying? Right, right, because right. it's like, that's what we talk about. And, and I also like, I've been doing this close to 10 years now and I could talk to you about trademarks 48 hours and you probably fall asleep before I do because I love <laughs> it so much. Yeah. Right. I'll and be I, knocked out. Right. <laughs> And but and and you know one of my other mentors say like if you can't give enough away enough free information mm-hmm, then mm-hmm. you don't know enough you don't know enough you don't know enough Ooh, <laughs> I like your business I like it I like it so let me ask you this question because you have a lot of people watching right now that you know they have a small business on the side but they have a full time job then yeah. you have a lot of people watching who have a full time job and they're thinking about starting a business I want to break down. Exactly. What exactly is a trademark Mm -hmm. and what should be trademarked? Because a lot of people watching right now, like, well, I have this business, but I don't have a trademark. So do I need a trademark Mm -hmm. or I'm about to launch this idea? Mm -hmm. Should I get a trademark? And then when should you not get some trademark? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I think those are three important questions I want to dive into real quick. Okay. So when you have a business, you want to definitely protect the brand name Mm -hmm. or you want to protect, you know, like, because that's the brand assets. I always ask people, will you build a house on land you don't own? Mm. Would you? No. No, right? Absolutely. Why? Why? So why do we build brands and businesses if we don't own them? The trademark is going to give you ownership Ownership. rights to the brand name that you're about to build everything on. So before you go invest money in marketing material, 
product packaging because that's money, right? Right, right, And right. everything that you're investing in, what do you put on it? Right, right, right. The name. Exactly. So you want to make sure that you own that name so that you have full control and ownership of those products and that marketing material, right? Wow. And so um, you ask, too, what would you not trademark? So trademarks, it protects any products or services mm -hmm. that's within the marketplace, right? So a lot of people think, oh, I have my LLC, you know, I got my domain name, I got my social media handles, right? But you need that trademark to protect you and to stop other people from using a brand. Mm -hmm. But let's say, for instance, you get a holding company mm -hmm. and the holding company is not in the marketplace, right? Mm -hmm. You just essentially you had that company to hold assets. That's what we use holding companies for. Mm -hmm. So say, for instance, if you opened up a restaurant, right? Mm -hmm. And in order to protect your investment from your restaurant equipment, because restaurant equipment is very costly, right? Absolutely. You want to put that in a holding company. So therefore, if someone was to sue the business, mm -hmm. they can't confiscate or take over the equipment got you. because it's in a holding company, I right? Got you. But that holding company is not really functioning in the marketplace. Marketplace, okay. If that makes sense, right? Yes. A lot of people actually um, have holding companies for their intellectual property. So if you look at Beyonce, like they went through a fight with Blue Ivy Carter, mm -hmm. right, um, mm -hmm. for her name with the wedding planner. And basically, um, one of the issues that came up, because under trademark law, you have to use it or have a bona fide intent to use the actual trademark. And so Jay-Z said, I think it was in GQ magazine, mm -hmm. we don't have any intent to use our baby name. We just don't want nobody else capitalizing off of it and using it. Like, that's a trademark lawyer worst nightmare. The client <laughs> is out there saying they do not want to use it, right? But here is where you play chess and not checkers. Jay-Z is not the owner of that trademark. Absolutely. It's owned by BGK right. IP Holding Company. Right. So what he speaks of is hearsay. Right. And it's not admissible in evidence because he is not the actual owner. <laughs> so that's it. That's that game right there, son. <laughs> what? That's game. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because, I mean, I don't think a lot of people, and I always say black people, but I, yeah. but I think a lot of people, white, black, Hispanic, they don't understand yeah. the nuances of of this kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like, well, go get an LLC and you straight. Mm -mm. But there's so much more. more. And when I started my company, I was thinking the same thing. Then my attorney was like, nah, bro, you, you got to get a trademark. Yeah. You got to get um, a holding company. He even turned me on to... Um, um, a trust. Yeah. He's like, you need a trust? Yeah. Well, I already have a will. Yeah, yeah. bro. But nah, the will, you're you going to miss out on a lot of different things yeah. if you don't have a trust. And if mm -hmm. something passes, and your family going to be struggling because yeah. you only have a will. And I'm and like... wills are contestable. And people can fight about wills in court. And day. really quick, just to go back to that Jay-Z example, Rockefeller said, own nothing, control everything. Ooh, that's a great that's example the, That's the that move. Yes. Own nothing but control it. Yes. I own nothing. <laughs> Right. After my attorney put me on game, I, I don't own nothing. That's why 50 Cent, when he filed bankruptcy after losing that lawsuit against that young lady, I don't own nothing. I don't own nothing. I don't own nothing. But I control everything. But I control everything. My, 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 my. But it's like you, you, you won't get this kind of information if you don't follow people like yourself. Yeah. You know, and so... So let's say someone, like for an example, um, we have a show called The Singles Mansion, right? Mm -hmm. And as soon as we put it out, my attorney said, you need to trademark it. Yeah. I was like, really? You got like, a good attorney. A, it's just, it was just, it was a, no, 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 no. You're going to take this idea. Yeah. As soon as you put it out, other networks will see that. Mm -hmm. And because they have more money than you, yep. more staff than you, yep. they'll go out there and drop it before you can. Yep. Take your idea. Now it's like, yo, you stole it from them mm -hmm. rather than them getting the concept for you. And I was like, really? So I trademarked it. A network I reached out to to try to pitch it to. They was like, hey, we're actually already doing a concept like that. But we see you have a trademark. I was like, sure yep. do. Sure do. Sure do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Black man. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but because now they got to put some respect on you. They got to put some respect. Now yeah. they can come up with a similar concept, concept but, but they, they can't, can't call it exactly yeah. the singles matching. Yeah. So I was like, huh. 
I said, and here's the truth. My attorney's white because I haven't found like a black attorney that I could really rock mm-hmm. with. You know what I'm saying? I love you, bro. You, you, you beast. Um, you know, and I just appreciate getting this information. And that's mm-hmm. one reason why I wanted to have you on the show is because, you know, you're you're solid in this area, but then also you look like me. Yeah. And we don't have a lot of people who look like us who are willing to come on, drop this information, yeah. give us this free game. Yeah. And then we come to you. I'm like, all right, cool. You gave me free game. I know what I need to do. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's do it. You know what I'm saying? And then also, too, I'm one of my most proudest moments right now is that um, I was just rated number 32 out of 33,000 trademark attorneys in the country. Say that one more time. So, so, <laughs> number let me, 32. Let me, let me fix my jacket because it's going to go viral right here. <laughs> out, no, of 30, out of 33,000 33, trademark, trademark attorneys, attorneys but you what's number 32. even better is that my law firm that I started, that uh-huh. virtual law firm yeah. that people made fun of, is number 37 out of, of 28,000 trademark law firms in the country. That makes me proud. And you started this how long ago? I started this um, right out of law school, May 2013. So then let's let's talk about that. Mm-hmm. How, how do you feel as a black woman mm-hmm building something when someone told you you know what i'm saying Ugh, virtual yeah and i know probably guys never said oh but you're a woman but they probably made you feel like you're a woman mm-hmm. then on top of that you're a black woman so and i look hella young well how old are you i'm 40 i'm 40 years old my team did not believe her when she said that <laughs> you didn't either i didn't either i thought you was 28 that's why I was like, yo, let's get you on the show because you young and you an attorney like that? Yeah. Not saying 28-year-olds can't be an attorney. Okay, cool. Right. I, I thought she was 28. But then when you sat down, you was like, you 40. And I'm mm-hmm. like, there ain't no way you 40. Mm-hmm. And then your other guest, I'm going to put her name out there because, you know, <laughs> she'll get upset with me. But she's two years younger than you. And I'm like, what in the world? I thought she was about at least 28, 27. Yeah. Y'all, I mean, what you God eat? God is good. Is it God or is, are you eating good? Um, I try to eat really well. I drink nothing but water. Um, have oh. been drinking nothing but water. You don't do liquor? I don't drink. You drink? I don't smoke. Do you drink, B? I don't see it. Yeah. <laughs> you don't smoke? I don't, I don't smoke. smoke neither. Mm. I smoke cigars, but I don't I don't yeah. smoke. Like, I ain't never had weed, cigarettes, none of that. No, like. I just, I never care to entertain any of that. Um, I try to eat um, a lot of just like fish and turkey. Okay. Um, so you're like my producer, like, no red meat, stuff no like that, meat. no cheeseburgers. I mean, so my iron is very low okay. and that's another thing that a lot of black women deal with. Yeah, yeah. Like we experience fatigue a lot and mm-hmm. we think it's just, oh, I'm tired. And, but that's not normal. Mm-hmm. Right. And mm-hmm. so I stopped eating red meat for almost 10 years. And so my doctor was like, look. You need some iron. Gotcha. Can you just eat like two steaks a yeah. month? Right, right. And you know, I'm like, okay, I can. Okay. You know, if it's cooked well, yeah. you know. So lamb chops every now and then too. I like lamb chops too. So 2010. 2013. 2013, mm-hmm. you started this business. Mm-hmm. Today is 2022, so almost nine, yeah, yeah. ten years ago. Yeah. I want to. I want to. I want to pivot from not just a practical right. Mm-hmm. Over those ten years, mm-hmm. you started the business. Um, you were married at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, you probably had two kids since then, or one. Um, well, we had the kids before we got married. Okay, we yeah, I, did it out no, of order. Yeah, I, I got you. Yeah, I'm yeah. talking about while you were building this business. Um, well, she was. Remember, she was born my last semester of law school. So you had one when you started this, before you started this business. Well, you had two. I had three. I had three three kids, yeah. But remember, she was the infant. She was the infant. Okay, okay, okay. okay, And so that's what made me start the business Business. because I had these babies Babies. at home. Yeah. So it's like mentally, Mm -hmm. I'm curious, Mm -hmm. how were you going through that? You know, you, you had to... You had to be this young black woman mm-hmm. starting something virtually that really wasn't accepted in that career. Yeah. You were a wife mm-hmm. going through that issue. Yeah. You were a mother yeah. trying to be a mother. Yeah. And then you were just you. You know, mm-hmm. you still had to care about you. Yeah. How were you? What were some of the things you had to have a conversation with 
yourself about to keep you pushing and going through. Because I want you, and I really want you to speak to that because I have a lot of single ladies mm-hmm. who are single mothers yeah. who are trying to do what you're doing, start yeah. a business, work a job, trying to even date, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Um, and still be them and still be a mother maybe. Yeah. Um, paying off debt. Mm-hmm. But mentally, they're like, yo, sometimes I just don't feel like it. Yeah. What got you through mentally? So I think what got me through mentally was that I understood my why. Come on now. And my why was my kids. Your why was your kids. My why was my kids. Go deeper. And, why, and why for your kids? Why was because you got to remember at this time, too, with me becoming a lawyer, me being, a you know, with the kids and things like that, I'm still on the west side of Chicago, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. I'm still in the heart of the city where, you know, and I was just like, I got to get them better, mm-hmm. you know? And not saying that my mother, my I feel like my mother did really great with exposing me to other things by sending me other places. Mm-hmm. But I was in the midst of, you know, and poverty and things like that. And, um, you know, my grandmother always said, you know, don't be of your surround. Like, even though yeah. you're in it, don't be, be of, of it. Right. right. And so I just remember that. And I was just like, I got to get him a better life. Right. At the time, my son, you know, at this time, he's about like 14 going to high school. And he like, why well, can't. Get on the bus. Why I can't take the train? We call it the L in Chicago. Yeah. Uh, why I can't take the L? And I'm like, no, because it's not safe, son. Like, I got to drive you to school. Mm. And he like, but I'm, you know, he like, I'm a boy. Like, I can't go out. And I'm sheltering him because of the environment that we were in. Yeah, yeah. And so I'm just like, it just got to be something better. Like, they didn't ask to be here. Yeah. So they deserve better, right? And it's on me to get them there. And so um, that's why I just took the initiative to to move, but also to grind harder. So when I left, I went to Georgia, Atlanta, Georgia, um, 2017. And I remember, so Chicago is like a pro-tenant type of environment, right? Like what tenants can like, you know, you're not really going to see people set out that much like you can't even set people out like in the winter time or anything like that yeah so when i moved to um georgia and by the way i had no family in georgia my 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 immediate family the kids and my husband at the time was resistant to going right and so when we moved the first week i got there we moved in a subdivision in a nice single family home um someone was set out down the street like right now they set all their stuff out and then, like, like less than a week later, they set somebody else up. I said, oh, this is real, real. Absolutely. So I got to, I, I can't fail. Like, like one of my mentors say, Neo, it has to work or it has to work. Mm-hmm. So I was just driven and I really was, I, w- I didn't allow a lot of things to distract me. Mm-hmm. So um, when I was in law school, the first day of law school, and I believe law school really prepared me for entrepreneurship. Mm. They tell you that you're going to lose some people because they're not going to understand this journey. And that first day when they said that, I trust and believe they were not talking to me. And believe me, in that process, I lost some people. Mm-hmm. The very first book you see when you walk through the library door is The Law is a Jealous Mistress. And it's so real because she wants all your time. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. And entrepreneurship is just that way as well. It is. It, it, in order to be successful in it, you have to put in the time in the beginning of it. Like, you have to. And so I just knew, like, I had to be driven and I couldn't allow things to distract me like you know and I had people confusing me being focused for acting funny and think but I just knew like keep your eyes on the prize because this bigger than you you get what I'm saying like I'm on God's assignment and it's about your kids and then your kids kids and your kids kids because there should be no more struggle for us you get what I'm saying like my kids they don't know it But I really want to give my kids the privilege Mm. to not to have to work a day if they don't want to. Now, I'm going to raise them Mm -hmm. as good characters in life that you have to work for what you want. But they have the privilege. You understand what I'm saying? It's a difference. Like, yes, you want to do it out of good character, but I have the privilege to just sit back. Imagine if a lot of black kids just had the privilege. And so with me having that in my mindset... 
I can't worry about what everything else is going on around me. Because I understand that's the devil. He's trying to attack what me and God have set out to do. That's what I believe. It's it's the privilege for me. <laughs> you know, when I think about my why, you know, uh, one of my, my friends and I called him like my, he's a real good friend. And he's mm -hmm. also like my spiritual business coach. Mm-hmm. Because it's like he's, I think he's the best preacher in the world. Mm -hmm. um, but then he's also such a strong businessman, Pastor Darius Daniels. Oh, yeah. And he says, if your why doesn't make you cry, mm -hmm. then the price of commitment to accomplishing your dreams will make you cry. Mm -hmm. And so it was like to get to where you, where you are today and to where you're going tomorrow, to mm -hmm. get to where I've gone, where I'm at today and where God is taking my team and I tomorrow, mm -hmm. my why had to be so deep. It got to be deep. And it's like when I think about my why, you know, I get a little emotional. Hearing yours, like, yo, it's it's not just about your kids, but it's like, yo, I want to give them privileges. Yeah. And, like, when we hear the word white privilege, mm -hmm. it's like, yo, let's give our kids some black privilege. Yeah. Let's give our kids some 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 last name privileges. Yeah. It's like you get this privilege solely because your mom and I busted our rear ends yep. so that you can have this privilege. privilege. And what if we have more black kids with privileges that we didn't have? Yeah. And when I think about my why, I cry because I, I want to raise my kids whenever I find my wife, you know, she mm -hmm. got the, you know, saying she got the had the two B's, the Bible and the booty. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> My team was probably making the bet. Like, when is he gonna say it? She got to love the Lord. She got to know the Bible. She got to have a booty. You know, I ain't got no shame in my game saying that. So whenever I find that woman, you know, he gonna have some chilling. <laughs> and our chilling, our our children. Mm -hmm. um, uh, <laughs> are really going to have so much privilege. Mm -hmm. It's like, man, I, I told I told my team, I was like, man, I really want to, you know, um, to take my kids to Israel. Mm -hmm. All right, man, so they're homeschooled, but they can still go to school, right? But it's like me and my wife will take them to Israel like, all right, for, for a month. Mm -hmm. We're going to go study in Israel. Yeah. So you're going to learn a word mm -hmm. and you're going to learn the world. Yeah. You know, you're going to learn what the word of God is saying. You're going to learn the world and how do we apply both? Oh, they're happy for a good reason. Prize pool gives you a chance to win big simply by saving money. You heard me right. Save your money and have a chance to win more. That, my friends, is what I call a win-win situation. Plus, they have a debit card. Use it and increase your chances to win in our weekly drawing. Head over to anthonyoneillcom slash savings to set up your account today. Prize pool, banking made fun. Yo, before we get to today's show, what if I can show you how to start making six figures right now? Within the next nine months, you can change your whole life. You can especially change the next nine years. You know what? I'm so excited. I'm so grateful because I've partnered with Bethel Tech, an online Christian boot camp that is helping people get qualified in the tech field. Now, why is this so important? Let me tell you why. Because the median age for American people was $35,000 in the year 2020. That's almost $2,900 a month. And that is not okay. And so listen, uh, close to 100 people within our tribe has signed up for Bethel Tech. They are learning stuff in the cybersecurity field. They are getting qualified. And the average person, when they finish this program, is making $65,000 a year. And within one year, a lot of them are making close to six figures and more. Just recently, someone from our tribe went through the program. Watch this. Went through the program, and her first job offer was $125 thousand dollars listen change the next nine years of your life shift this out get into this program so you can get out of debt and start building wealth now and if you click the link in the show description of today's show they're going to give you a fifteen hundred dollar scholarship and i'm gonna give you a little secret they may even give you an extra thousand dollars if you call them explain to them your situation where you are in life you may even get twenty five hundred dollars but for sure they're going to give you $1,500 just for being part of my family. Check out the link in the show description and let's get to today's show. It's your boy. You've built this amazing, amazing business. Mm -hmm. I mean, you got black, black ladies working for you. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? You're, you're we were all 
black female at one point, but we have diversified now. Okay. We hired our first male. Um, black male or white male? He's Hispanic. Hispanic. Actually. And guess what? What? He's a stay-at-home dad. What? And guess what? What? He's also the chief legal officer of the law firm. At this time, yes. So you, is it all minorities in your front firm? It is all minorities. Is that strategic, or are you just hiring what's best and it well, happens to be minority at, at first it was strategic, okay. but now it's just like what's best what's for best? the client, right, okay. and our client experience, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, we just so happen to have, you know, all black females, we do have a black male that works on the front end. Of Come on, bruh, bruh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And we do have an Asian female who's amazing. Wow. You can't even tell she's Asian. She acts so black. She just, wow. you know, I don't know what she's going to get me for saying, but she just feel like us, you know. Right, right, right. She's just so, um, you know, but it was strategic at first, but then, you know, it was just like, okay, because um, I had an HR director, so I had, once you start growing a company, you need HR to kind of help you manage your team and your employees, you know, to do things right. So make sure you're not offending people and things like that. And so, you know, we had a conversation and we was like, Okay, we, you know, and also, too, the women in the firm was like, it's time for some testosterone. Absolutely. It is, it is company because, you I'm know. saying the same thing about my brothers. We need some, we need some softness up here. <laughs> yes. y'all, y'all stink, you know what I'm saying? I'm just playing. <laughs> and, and, you know, I do believe, at first, I really didn't understand, like, the diversity, inclusion, and, mm-hmm. you know, like, I just thought it was the way people just, you know, to make themselves look good. But it is actually good, you know, for businesses and perspectives and different things like that. So, like, at this point, like, we don't discriminate. It's just at the beginning, I was a black female mm-hmm. who, by the way, I didn't tell you, but I did apply to a lot of jobs and was not able to get those jobs as a trademark uh-huh. lawyer. Um, then, I even to the point, I was like, okay, can they just hire me as a trademark paralegal? Because when a, when a professor planted the seed, I still didn't believe, you know what I'm saying, 100%. Like, oh, it, was, it didn't happen overnight, right? But, you know, God is good because I realized people's rejection is God's protection mm. because, see, he had to have my name, my law firm, be above those people that I apply for, and they mm. wouldn't give me a job. You get what I'm saying? Because yeah. he knew I had to build something on my own so that my name can come before those people who didn't see me, mm-hmm. you know, good enough to hire me. So, um, but that all came to me just like a couple of months ago. Cause I was still like dealing with that rejection too. I'm curious, how much does it cost? Mm-hmm. If someone's watching this and they're like, okay, cool. I hear you, I need to do this. I mm-hmm. love this journey. Mm-hmm. I'm new. How much does it cost to start the process of getting a trademark done. So we normally charge seventeen ninety seven. That's our regular price, right? Okay. Although we never charge that regular price because we always have like a special going on or we just want people to protect themselves because we know how important it is. Mm-hmm. So right now, currently at this time, the price is fifteen ninety seven. Wow. So and it includes the filing fee that goes to the government. OK. And so if everything goes well and the government has no rejections, no one opposed the trademark, you can get your trademark registered for less than what, sixteen hundred dollars. And it's going to be good for at least five to six years because you don't have to renew your trademark until your fifth and sixth year anniversary, mm-hmm. then your ninth and 10 year anniversary. And then every 10 years after that, a lot of. Oh, go ahead. No, I'm saying. And then I also. So what's the time frame? So the time frame, it used to take seven to nine months before COVID hit. Yeah. But so the government thought everybody was just going to quarantine and chill. But we did the opposite. Absolutely. We quarantined and we created. Right. So all those business owners that was birthed during COVID. And so in 2020, the government seen the most trademark applications in history. And so it used to take the government three to four months to review the application. Now it's taking them about nine to 12 months to review it. Right now they're currently reviewing December of 2021. Yeah. So um, what used to take about seven to nine months for the process is 
is now taking about 12 to 18 months. But the important thing is, as long as you get your application on file, on that filing date, then you have priority over everybody that comes behind you, right? The government will treat your application like you were first in line. So so sometimes people be like, oh, but it takes so long. Look, we still doing better than Canada. They take three years to process an application. Three years? Yes. So we, you know, like, it's a government process. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a legal process, yeah, yeah. right? And sometimes we do have to fight, but that's why it's important to hire legal representation and legal counsel. Someone asked me, you know, the other day, like, well, you know, what's the difference between hiring a law firm and like these internet based companies and things like that? Mm-hmm. And I said, the value is in a relationship, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Like, you actually have a law firm representing you. Mm-hmm. We have certain code of ethics that we cannot break or we can lose our law license and things like that, but also, too, we're advocating for you. Like, our client's success is our success, right? And also, too, I'd be in situations, I travel, I network a lot, right? And if I'm in a room that I can connect one client to an opportunity that they need to take their business to the next level, I'm going to do that because I want my clients to win. (sighs) Lord Jesus. Um, you have this book here, that, and we're going to drop this in uh, the show notes so you all can go check it out. It's called A Trademark Manifesto, A Public Declaration to Bizpreneurs to Secure the Brand uh, via Trademark Law, a.k.a. the Biz Lawyer. So we're going to drop this um, into today's show notes so you can really check this out because I love it. She's literally walking through everything. And by the way, I wrote that book myself. Come on now. <laughs> now, I talk to now. people as CEOs and business owners. We do have to be willing to delegate, right? Wow. And that is a big challenge for us, and especially as a black woman. I have trust issues, right? And one of my biggest type of issues was bleeding over to my business because I was hoarding tasks mm. to myself, right? And I learned that in order to grow, you have to let go, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, but I wouldn't let go of that book. I had to write it myself. Because <laughs> <laughs> there was like, Rosina, we can hire somebody to write the book. Oh, man. No, I, like, I got to write the book myself. So I sat man. down. I got the book written myself. But, you know, I, that is a big topic to talk about, especially as young black women, single mothers and things mm-hmm. like that. Like when you start a business, we cannot bring our personal issues into business. Say that one more time. We cannot bring the personal issues into business. And don't bring it into your relationships you, neither. You can't. You you can't. But I mean, yeah. some of those personal issues make us who we are. Right. Let's just be clear. Right. But. As a businesswoman, you have to study other successful business owners, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, you know, and just being around different men, successful men and how they're successful, they don't they don't worry about emotion. They might can't stand Bob, right? Come but on. Bob got the, the sauce to take them Come to the next level. On. So they're gonna go play golf with Bob. I'm they golfing. Going, right? They, I'm bringing him birthday <laughs> gifts. My see, God, you good? We good? Right. Like, I ain't got to like you. Exactly. I got to respect you. Yes. And Bob may see something in you to get that because it's going to take him away. But see, sometimes I'm just going to speak for me as a black woman, right? I just be like, I ain't dealing with that person. I don't like that person. I ain't. Absolutely. But that's silly. That's it's stupid. Foolish, right? If that, like, if they have something that can, and I have something to help them, sometimes we got to remove the emotions and make it about business. That's why some of these ladies single, too. I, yeah, I'm single. Because y'all too, like, wait, you single? Yes, I'm a single woman. Yes, I'm newly divorced. I'm single. I ain't know that. What you mean? I just told you I was divorced. You said that on the show? No. Oh, Did before. I, yeah, before. I think no. I just went blank. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I just went blank. So yeah, you're newly divorced. Mm-hmm. And you, but you said that's why some women are single. Because they allow their emotions to get in the way of, I believe, a good man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, and, and I'm not saying that that men are perfect. I'm not saying that at all. We yeah, have our it's issues. Hard. It's hard. It's, 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 it is hard in the streets. And yes. I'll be honest to admit, I've, you know, I've done yeah. uh, some ladies wrong in the past. I have. I've, I've always been open about that. And I've could have maneuvered and did things differently. Mm-hmm. But I'm tired of the black man always being pictured as it's if if things didn't work out between the two, it's always his fault. 
And I'm like, nah, sometimes ladies, y'all, y'all, y'all contributed too. Mm-hmm. And I think it's hard for, for, for my sisters to just admit I did, yeah. you know, and, and I think when we can start doing that, it's fine. But, but sometimes as a woman, you get to a point and I love Chrisette for this song. Blame it on me. Mm. Say whatever you got to say. Mm-hmm. I'm just gone. Yeah. So, at, like, because sometimes you're just into something that it means neither one of you know what good, right? Yeah. So, for me, at this point in my life, yeah. like, if you, I can take accountability for my actions right. if that makes you feel well. Right. But what I do know is I cannot be in that anymore. Mm. Regardless of, and, and it might have been me. Let's, let's put it all on me. Mm. But I'm letting it go. Letting it go. I'm letting it go. Like, we can't, like, and for me, as a CEO, as a leader, and I learned a lot from Darius Daniels, too. That's because he is he is so amazing, especially when talking about leadership development. Yes, yes. And one thing he said is that um, you can get a lot from your team when you lead with influence versus leading with authority. Yep. So me and my leadership development process that I'm going through my journey, right? I understand the importance of accountability and responsibility. Yes. So even in my 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 failed marriage, I'm gonna take some accountability. That's so good. I'm gonna take some responsibility. That's so good. That's fine. That's if so that's good. what you need to be at peace with yourself, because mm-hmm. I'm at peace with my decision now, mm-hmm. and I'm moving forward. Because mm-hmm. I can't stay in that. Mm-hmm. You get what right, I, right. I, I, I got to leave that behind. But also, too, I'm going to learn from that loss. I'm going to take that as a lesson and learn from it. So I'm going to ask you this question. Since mm-hmm. you went there, I ain't go there. She went there. So let's <laughs> oh, go there. Oh, Lord, I ain't been there. Uh, so now since that you are this young I mean, you're 40 years old, so let's be real. That is young. Yes. 40s, in my opinion, are the new 30s. 30s are the new 20s. 20s for me, but okay, go ahead. 20s for you. (laughs) I thought you was 28, so I'll give you that one. Okay. Um, I mean, so you have a seven-figure business. You're doing very well financially. Mm -hmm. You're well-known in in this space, right? What is the hardest thing for you when it comes to dating now? I'm curious. (sighs) it's harder the the guys that I've been encountering it's harder for them more to date me than it is for me to date them what do you mean by that all right first off you talking about black men black men I, I ain't dating nothing but black men okay that's that's refreshing to hear <laughs> thank you because most successful ladies would tend to go to a white man you know and there's nothing wrong with that I mean, because I, I I got white brothers who I love dearly, but I'm yeah. just like, dang, I'm 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 for black love. You know? I'm for black love, and that's just what I see for myself, right? Mm. But I ain't I can't sit here and lie and say I ain't never thought about it, right? I'm I'm fine with that. I have I, I mean I have considered it, I've right? I've never thought about it, but yeah. <laughs> I, I like in the last three months, you thought about thought it. About it. Why though? So when when you say black men mm-hmm. have a difficult time dating you, yeah. what do you mean? It's you know now where because like now where I'm at, they kind of question their position and how they can fit into my life, and I'm like, you shouldn't even be thinking about that type of stuff right now. Like, let's just get to know me, right? Aside Pause. from, what do you mean where you're at in life as far as in your success? I think what they see is me doing a lot of moving around, a lot of traveling, a lot of building and business, right? And it's like, do you even have time, right? right? You right, know, right. like, and also too, I mean, ain't nobody ever asked me, but they probably like, can you even cook for me? Which I cook. I like to cook. But you can't cook for me if you're on the road. But I, I'm i not cooking all the time, mm-hmm. you know, because I mm-hmm. understand the importance of time. You mm. get what I'm saying? And when I cook, I take my time with it. OK, mm-hmm. so it's just like I can't do that all the time. So, you know, I think they really have more challenges than I do right now. I'm just like, let's see what happens. So in defense of that black man. Mm-hmm. It's been a couple, but go ahead. Is that really a challenge or you just don't fit what they desire? It's, that may be the possible. That may be possible. Because I don't think there's nothing wrong with a man desiring a woman that is able to be home often. Mm-hmm. 
because I think a lot of men are going to want their woman home often. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? But if you're always out on the road, like you said, mm -hmm. if you're always traveling, if you're always building, you don't have time for the man, mm -hmm. I do think that that man will be like, Ugh. I don't yeah. think that's a challenge. Because I thought you was going like, because you're successful and make a lot of money, that man is like, Ugh, I don't like that. But if it's the I time. Think it's the time thing. So as a woman, you don't desire time with your spouse? I do. But see, that's the thing. That's them playing it out in their head when I know how to make it work. And we can let's travel together. Like okay. some of these mm -hmm. trips, I don't have to take alone. You know what I'm saying? Right, like, right, you know, right. it's things to work out. But I think those be the objectives yeah. with them coming into, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. the situation. But that's what I'm saying. You didn't even you have know, the conversation, have the conversation. Well, they. they the mentions that they make allows me to know that's something that's in the back of their mind. And let's right? just keep it a buck. Can we just keep it real? Yeah, keep it real. We're going to keep it real. Real, real. And don't respond because I don't want to make you feel uncomfortable. I don't think it's just that. It's that men who have high intimacy drive and they see their wife always going, are like, I ain't getting some. Yeah. Because I ain't going to get it as often as I want it because she's always on the road. But You I, know what I'm saying? Let's be real. Yeah. If you always on the road, mm -hmm. he at home yeah. with the kids. You know what I'm saying? He ain't getting some. That's gonna be hard for a but lot I, but of I men. I see a lot of successful couples that travel together because look, I might perform well because um. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. you know, so she's it's showing you that missing love. <laughs> I miss you, love. girl. Like, oh Jesus. Yeah, but you know, I okay. think it. I think dating it, it's rough too. It's it's rough. Why is it rough? Also too, because I think it's rough too because a lot of guys in this day and age don't understand the importance of courting a woman. I think courting is like something that's just like outdated, right? Like, mm. a, like initially, and I didn't know this to be true because my friends used to tell me they she they'll be like, girl, they just want to pull up and Netflix and chill. Like, that's a real thing. And I'm like, but no, so they don't. But like that too, though. Let's be real. Let's keep it a buck. So we not going now first. We not, like, I mean, yeah. conversation first. first. The first few dates should be out and about in yeah. a nice dinners. But, but I'm talking about the first time they oh, the first date yeah they want you to come up with netflix and chill exactly like oh, that's nah. that's too much yeah i understand that's no that, that is too much yeah so i'm not against netflix and chill i know the church world is probably saying really anthony no i'm not no but i mean as far as like man, but if we went on four dates and now it's like let's, let's just, just come chill. on let's just, just chill netflix, right yeah. it, absolutely yeah. and but just make sure y'all watch the net show. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but I think we like in the same age range, so that makes sense because that's what we know dating to be, mm. but I don't, I think society has kind of shaped it a yeah. little different, right? Like, right. you know, I, I mean, I'm new to this, you know, because... You new to it's, this. It's challenged, but it's challenging. And you about to be true to it. So no. I ask every woman of your caliber who's on my show, from Devon to mm -hmm. uh, Terry Egeoma, yeah. a lot of my successful friends, Ellie that came on. Um, at this season of your life that you're in right now, could you date a man who makes $40,000 a year? And he's happy with that. Dang, I'm not even going to call her out like that. Like, the way her, her the person had came with her, like, the way she just br br so hard off the camera. Like, I really want to bring her onto the camera and be like, yo, what was that sigh all about? Like, I felt that thing all the way right here, and she's way over there. What is that? Do you feel her energy? Yeah. You do? Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't, I don't, because we have conversations, so I already know what she's thinking. What is she thinking? Why, like, why, why but she... you know what? I need somebody like her in my corner. Because she'd be like, no, bro, he not on your level. Huh? No. No. Why are you wasting your time? So, whoa, whoa, whoa. So, you're trying to tell me a school teacher is not on your level? He's on, I, I would give him the time of day. But he's not on your friend's level. But for my friend who wants the best for me, she like, no, we not doing that. And I'm like, but no, like, he could be a good guy. <laughs> Y'all her eyes just looking at me like, don't even try me. <laughs> and then, but then, and so then when it happens, right, because we've we been through this situation, right? We've been through the situation. And what she situation? Was where it was like, he was like the school teacher, and I dated him. Okay. And... She was right about everything. What was she right about? What 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 did not work with this situation? I think for me, 
What she say? She said, um, "Ro, you require a lot, and that may be hard for some men." What do you require? That's a lot for some men. I do like attention. Okay, I that's not like hard affection. for a school teacher. That's not hard for a man. What are you talking about? That ain't got nothing to do with money. I do like going to certain type of restaurants. Okay, cool. Now we're talking about money. Okay. Yeah, like, right. please don't take me. I don't want to say the restaurant on, on no, say air. It. No, I won't say it on air. What was it? Because I understand, star? like, Sports yeah, like, like two, three star. Two, three star? Yeah. So you're saying something like a uh, TGI Friday, something like that. I actually like TGI Fridays, but, like, I actually like that restaurant. <laughs> But what she, she said it. She said no. Oh. She said TJ Fighters. Mm mm. So she. But so like I. But I'm it's just But ladies. it's a good. I promise you. Y'all are missing out on good men. No, not y'all. Cause I would date them. But but, but then she end up her. being raped. Right. right. So no, you're not be, gonna date them anymore. No. Oh I my mean, lord, y'all. I wanna just. But oh, you, you don't like when people be like, see, I told you. And but it just. That just means you just chose. I mean, but what did, but, what so, happened that. Because was it a money-related issue or was it something else issue? So, I believe, so then what happens is when you get with a woman like me and mm -hmm. you're in that caliber, mm -hmm. it's going to either do one or two things What's for you, that? Right? It's going to either be like, oh, well, she got it, so we good. Or it's going to push you to drive harder so you can try to feel like you're up on this level, right? Now, a real man, probably, he's going to try to push to be on that level, right, with you. Because it, it really, it challenged their masculinity. It really does. Now, I have witnessed that. And it, it becomes an issue because it's like, okay, well, I'm going to try to out-hustle you so you can make me feel, like, so that you can see that I am worthy for you. Rosanna, I'm going to tell you right now you're wrong. I'm not, I'm just telling you what my experience was. You're wrong. How you going to tell me I'm wrong about my own experience? No, I think what you've gone through is true. Yeah. But a so, real man is not going to try and step up because you encouraged him. A real man is going to live in the, in the space and the place that he's supposed to live in. And I think a real man, if a real man, if a man says, oh, I'm going to bar up solely because you, that's the man you don't want to be with. You want to be with a man that's like, yo, I'm called to be a school teacher, so you're going to have to accept that or not. But my how, many, calling is, how many men making 40000 a year dating a seven-figure woman can actually sit down and have that actual conversation? I think, I think there's a lot of men who can do it. I'm not saying that there's not a lot of men who can't. Who can't? I, I do believe that there are some men, right, mm -hmm. who who cannot do that. But I don't really say that they're men. My philosophy is you have two types of male species: a mm -hmm. little boy in a grown man's body, and then a grown man. Mm -hmm. And I think a little boy in a grown man's body is the one who is insecure and intimidated by a successful woman like yourself. Mm -hmm. A grown man who was a school teacher, and he's a school teacher because he knows he's been called to be a school teacher, mm -hmm. will look at you dead in your face and say, "Babe, this is who I am. I'm going to love you. I'm going to cherish you. I probably can't take you out to this particular restaurant mm -hmm. every single month, Not but all the other stuff, I got you. Yeah, but I got you. But this one right here on my right hand side, yeah, she." gonna miss out because that man can give you so much more than a man who can afford to take yeah. it to. Because see, what did I tell she you? She over here saying, mm -mm. So here, here's the thing. What did I tell you? And let's go to the love languages. Do you believe What's the, do you Absolutely. Believe my love language, language is physical touch and words of affirmation. So mine is physical touch and quality time. So if you're a man making 40000 a year, you can give me what? Both of them. Exactly. Right. So I'm not a woman who 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 words of um, I mean love language is gifts right 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 but even that more than two thousand dollar man can give you gifts he, he can. probably can't give you no Louis Vuitton yeah exactly but that wouldn't even matter because I can give myself all that I desire when it comes to gifts right, and right, things right. like that so right. therefore I will give that man a chance right okay and I have given that man a chance it just right? didn't work out it did not work out because now they start to question their manhood and their masculinity because okay I was. I was out, and I won't mention no names okay. for some very successful men. Okay. Um, you know, and they, they're married, and I was the single girl, but it was like we was just out on business or whatever, and, you know, on some business type of stuff. But the question came up, can your woman, because I'm the single girl, right? And right. so I said, how would you all feel if your wife or woman made more money than you? Oh, I love it. I love your baby, where you at? Come on, let's get this back. And so one person said what you said. The other two was like, I definitely have to make more money than my woman. Yeah, and, but those are, oh, ooh. But, mm. and, and the reason, I do feel like for some men, it, it 
it attacks their masculinity when a woman is making more than them. I don't which think I don't, I don't think agree with. It should not happen. We're gonna do a show, God dag on it. <laughs> I'm bringing in a bunch of men. I don't think it's the money what that the men it? are. It's y'all. How you treat the man. Because uh, here's the thing. Uh, For me, the money don't scare I'm me. I'm a very submissive woman. I, I I have no problem when being submissive to my man, right? It does not matter how much money I make, how much he make, because at the end of the day, I'm a woman. Okay. I like being a very feminine woman, right? I, I agree. I, I want that. to be with a man, okay. right? Because I want him to lead me. I want him to, you know, provide for me. I want him to protect me. And you mm-hmm. can provide for a woman, for a woman in different ways Absolutely. outside of money. Money, right, right, right. Exactly, right? That's real. And so... I can be that. So a lot of times when you guys say what we won't do and what we are not willing to do, sometimes they're not even willing to give us a chance and learn that about us. Because most people look at me and be like, oh, she a seven-figure woman. She ain't, because she going she gonna to talk to me crazy. She going to... I, I would that's that's I disrespectful. I, like, I you know, I, and, I and I believe in black kings. Yeah, yeah I agree. Right. And agree. and like every like we all celebrate women and and we lift up women as we should. But yeah. it becomes an imbalance when we're not lifting up our men, too. I, you get what I'm saying? That's I, why, like, our um, like our ecosystem as a black people is so out of order mm. and out of shift because the black man is not lifted up mm. like a king. You know mm. what I'm saying? So like in my household, mm-hmm. he the king. I don't care. I'm a CEO. But when I ch- come through that door, he the CEO. Ooh. You know what I'm saying? Even if he is the school teacher. So Shut that's just how I think. Got the my- <laughs> What? Yeah. That's my thinking. And, and that thinking, any man will love that thinking. Not any. What? Not any. No. That he's not the CEO of the house? They will love that. But if they still, because now they're looking at what you are outside of the house. But that don't, I, I, but I, to I'm a sick. man, I ain't talking about to a oh, little boy okay. mindset in a grown okay. man. Okay. To okay. a man, you come in, you a seven-figure woman, do you come home, you come in, and now you come in as the wife? Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't want to say that, that the man is like, and I get the Christian term, is like, you know, the man is ahead of the home as mm-hmm. Christ is ahead of, you know, us. But it's like, really, it's like, you honor yeah. the man. Yeah. You honor the, the head of the home, yeah. but it's a partnership in this home. Yeah. And I think the problem is when a man feels like he's less than a partner, mm-hmm. it's because you're the CEO, you also come on as a CEO. And I interviewed this one lady and she didn't make it to my show because she was very disrespectful to man. And I didn't mm. want to put that interview out no. there because she came out and said like, yo, if I make the money in the house, for the house, you don't get to do nothing without my approval. No. And I was like, yo, respectfully, I told her on the show, like, yo, respectfully, like, that's that's BS. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And and it shouldn't be because he makes the money. Yeah. You don't get to do nothing. It's yeah. like, no, if you do make the money, you two come in and you have a conversation. Yeah. You know, a lot of people don't know this, but my mom is the breadwinner of my biological mom is the breadwinner of their home. Yeah. But my mama don't get to spend the money like that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They have a conversation at the home. Yeah. And that's that's true partnership. partnership. And she was like, no, nah, if I make the money. I do what I want to do with the money, and he got to ask me if we can spend See, a anything lot of, with my money. So, and I, I mean, mm-hmm. who am I to speak? And I, I, my, I'm my, divorced, my. right? But I do feel like a but lot of, But you was divorced, but if I, you was with this man for 26 years. Yeah. Yeah. But I do feel like a lot of successful couples and marriages, and my friend who's been married to her husband for 25 years, she talks about this. They allow themselves to be them individual selves mm. outside of their marriage, right? Mm. Like, I got to be who I am. Right, right, he right. Gotta, and I got to allow that, yeah, right? Yeah. And really, like, so I'm going to talk to you about it mm. as my significant other, as okay. my spouse. But I don't need, like, your permission to be me. You get what I'm, I don't. Ooh, I, boy, I wish we had a two-hour show because you don't start something. <laughs> we already over by five, six minutes, you know. Yeah. But I'm like, come on, like yeah. this. You man, listen, y'all, listen. Y'all need to follow my sister. Yeah. Y'all need to follow her for real and get her book. Yeah. And if you have a business and you do not have it trademarked, y'all go and get it trademarked today. She got a sale going on. 
um, and she will help you get it done today. So we'll and that book comes in ebook um, format. Ebook ebook format, format as well. As well. Right, cool. If they want it, we can mail it to them. But securethebrand.com and they can order the. Is book. this my copy? You can have that. All right, cool. Yes, We're gonna sir. put it over there in the uh, bookshelf with all the books and authors yes. that have been here. So. Um, so, yeah, listen, you guys, we're going to drop offering all of her information in today's show notes. Uh, please check it out. We'll drop her social media. We will drop her book and we will drop the website to her law firm so you can get uh, your trademark incorporated. I hope you all and I pray that you all learn something today inspired by this amazing queen. And um, y'all love you. And I'll see you on the next show. Peace out.